Welcome to the Barfly Podcast. My name is Jeff Burkhart, columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars, The Spirited Adventures of a Real Bartender. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, community manager for the online review site Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. So we're back with Gabe Bryant uh, from uh, Archive Bar and Kitchen in San Francisco, and we're talking about uh, the difficulties of hiring and employing people in the in the service industry in the San Francisco Bay Area. So one of the things we covered about in the, in the last segment is how expensive things have become. But one of the things I've noticed is there seems to be a slippage in the professionalism of people. And I know <laughs> for myself, my boss has been incredibly nice to me the last six months, which is, uh, I mean, he's not, a, not, not that he's not a nice guy, but I was beginning to wonder if his other restaurant where he's having problems staffing is affecting his ability, uh, the way he's looking at everything. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if you can speak to that, but. Uh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think that um, as, as restaurateurs uh, and hospitality professionals, we're, we're trying to get to a certain level as far as what we're providing for guests. You know, we want to be able to provide a memorable experience, good food, great ambiance, and and great service. And that's um, kind of has to take a back seat now because uh, because of the inability to hire right. and find really good people. Um, when I was younger, I was set to be a hospitality professional. That was what I was going to do for my life. And um, as we get into a new generation, um, that doesn't seem to be the case. It seems to be, you know, I want everything now. I want it uh, free. I want it, you know, I want to be successful without doing the work. Right. And, you know, the thing that I've always prided myself on is is my work ethic. And I had to do a lot of really, you know, crappy jobs uh, to get to the point to where I'm at today. And I've done every single job in the restaurant. And it's been harder and harder to kind of, you know, pick my battles uh, mm-hmm. with people because, you know, I expect a certain amount of service. I expect a certain amount of attentiveness and empathy from my servers to my guests. And nowadays, you know, I'm kind of stuck with a, a, a certain kind of person, a certain kind of server, right. a certain kind of bartender. Would you call it a sense of entitlement? Uh, yeah, I definitely think it's entitlement. I think that as as generations go on and we're in this, you know, instantaneous society where everything is given to us so quickly um, that that's just part of a new trait that some people have and especially my my younger staff and um, you know it's just been very difficult to bite my tongue but I kind of have to because you know I haven't been able to find the people that I used to be able to find in the Bay Area that really truly cared for their craft and that's really difficult as somebody who really prides himself on, on service and being right. Well, one bad apple spoils the whole bunch, yeah. right? I mean, it, all it takes is one bad employee to make the whole place look bad. Yeah. Right. And uh, if that employee is the hostess or someone, a, a bartender or in a position where they really can impact things, it can be a disaster. And because that one it, bad apple will lead to one bad Yelp review. Yes. Yep. Or, yes. or perhaps more. Or maybe more. Or yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. yeah. You know, but then again, it gets into the, the problem, uh, as we discussed in the last segment is you have to have somebody there. That's the that's the catch is and, and more places are finding that they'd rather have somebody than nobody yeah. because no owner can work every hour of every minute of every restaurant day. There's just no way you kill yourself. Except for me, <laughs> <laughs> which I've been doing right. for for some odd years. But, Says Gabe, uh, <laughs> heart attack. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's it's very true, and it, you know, I I was lucky for a long time. You know, a couple couple of years ago, I had uh, a really solid staff for you know the beginning three years of uh, of my restaurant 
But the wave that I've seen over the last, you know, even say eight months has just been really, really concerning. And it's just... um, well, you've got that double whammy. I mean, you got people paying, paying. More, you know, the restaurant costs have to go up because yep. your rent itself is going up. Yep. All your associated costs are going yep. up. Your employment package is going up, and there's less people going out. Yeah. So you've got a, this 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 perfect storm, which is probably really difficult. It, yeah, it is, and definitely in San Francisco because we just um, you know went up to fifteen dollars an hour, which you know I'm I'm very happy for. But, you know, the people that make $15 an hour in my restaurant are, are service employees and they are tipped. Right. And God knows I want to give them as much money as I possibly can. But that $15 an hour didn't necessarily equate to more money for them. What it equates to for me is that I have to cut more hours and I right. have to have less people on the floor. So so that balance isn't really there. It's right. not like, hey, everybody gets more money and everybody's happier for me. You know, I restaurants work on such small margins, especially small restaurants that are, you know, mine's 49 seats to where I can't just necessarily just afford to pay more people more money. I wish I could. Um, but if I do, then I go out of business. Right. So now I got to go, okay, well, you can only work three hours this day and we got to cut this server and we've got to, so we're taking on more as owners and partners and managers as opposed to being able to just have those employees on the floor, more employees making more money as opposed to like less employees making less money. So, right. Yeah. It's been, it's well, been you know, I mean, and I'll tell you from a service pos- uh, position, no server out there cares about the extra dollar an hour. No, not really. They, they don't. I well, mean, they, you know, they can make, you know, they can make that uh, on a cup of coffee. Right. So, I mean, the thing is, is they'd rather have the support staff and rather have all the other things that, that go along with that, but besides that sort of thing. And support staff is definitely where it comes in, like a busser or a, or a dishwasher or a back waiter or a bar back. Bar right. You know, yeah. those are the things that are, you know, that are expendable when you're talking about, you know, filling out a, a schedule for right. people. And I don't have any of those because I, I can't afford it. I would love to have a back waiter and I'd love to have a, you know, an expediter and all those things. But, um, you know, at, at that cost, I, I just can't afford it. Right. And then so that puts pressure on the service. Yeah. Because if the server doesn't have the back support, then you just can't get the job Which done. in turn affects service all the way down the line right. to, to the guests. And then consequently, I mean, you've got to raise your prices. Yep. So now you're paying more for items to get less service. And 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 probably the margin for you is even shrunk. So here you're, ma- yep. you're everyone's making less money in the in this equation. Yeah, right. Everyone's getting gouged on some level, which can't be good for the restaurant business as a whole. No, definitely not. And I, you know, I I, I appreciate the efforts that people are trying to make to get people more money, um, but in the service industry, you know, it's a raise in minimum wage puts people out of business. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen that. I've talked to so many restaurant owners that are just like, I just can't afford it because. You know, yeah, it seems like it's a small incremental amount, um, but we've gone up two dollars in the last two years. So it was a dollar last year and a dollar this year, and then from that, um, you know, if you have a, a service staff of, you know, I have, you know, twenty some odd people. Um, if you have a, a larger restaurant, you're talking about, you know, a hundred servers or maybe fifty servers or something in that line. You know, that's a that's a pretty significant increase if they're all working thirty to forty hours a week and. Um, you have all these different people making this money and then all of a sudden, you know, your margin that maybe you're making, you know, a couple thousand dollars, three thousand, four thousand a month if you're a small restaurateur, now you're making two. Now you're making right. maybe fifteen hundred. And right. and if you have a bad month or you have sure. something breakdown, which happens to me all the time, right. you know, that costs me fifteen hundred dollars to get a new fridge fixed or you know, one right. of those things. So all of a sudden, you know, your margins are 
are really slim and it just makes it harder and harder to, to stay in business. Yeah. And for somebody who cares about the business, you know, it, it, it makes it harder and harder to, uh, to, to provide a quality product too. And that, and, and that's that other rub where it's not just staying open. It's actually trying to provide uh, you know, a unique or, or, or good, great to good, you know, good to great experience. And, and that becomes more and more difficult. And again, like we covered in the last segment, the lack of professionalism on the other side of that, where you're eventually you're just hiring whoever comes to the door, right? I've seen that in, in, the, in the grocery industry. I mean, I've seen that at the, 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 the large, you know, factory kind of uh, hardware stores where, I mean, you're not going to get any service in those places. Yeah. And uh, it becomes frustrating as a consumer, too. So, you know, again, where do you see this ending? Um, I see it ending with more and more large chain restaurants. That's yeah, where I yeah. see it ending. So what happens and what I've noticed, you know, just in, just in my little nook in San Francisco, which is, you know, big hub area, we're second in mission, a block from the new Salesforce tower, you know, Moscone center, all those things. These are great. This is a great location. I pay for that location right. and I'm a small restaurant, so I can only seat so many people at a time. Um, but what you see now is you see, you know, corporations, uh, large restaurant groups that can afford to absorb certain things like that. They can, uh, they can afford to absorb, uh, larger pay payrolls, um, because they will fold it into their bottom line right. of all their restaurants. Right. And so now you're going to get to a point where everything's going to be a chain. And, right. and I see that more and more and I see more and more small business owners because it's so hard. And I have conversations like this all the time with people in my network, just saying, you know, I just don't want to do it anymore. It's so hard and it's so stressful already. And then on top of that, you put on the fact that, you know, you're just not making as much money as you used to. And that's why you see a, a pretty mass exodus of, of the Bay Area in general. And and um, if you go to other places, if you go to other cities, like just went to Seattle, I've gone to Vancouver, the service is is, is a lot different. It's, it's um, a it lot better? Way better. Way really? better. And they're just more involved. They're just happier because... You can afford to live. You can afford to go out. You're not mm-hmm. spending half of your right. income just on rent. Sure. And and when you're doing that, it just God, it just really sucks the life out of you, yeah. if, you if, if that's what you're having to work for every day. It's just being able to afford to have a place to live. Well, then you've got that irony where you've got six and seven people living in a, in a three-bedroom apartment. So yeah. now you don't want to stay home, yeah. no, but you can't afford that. to go out. Yeah. Well, and and if, it, that's not a very happy lifestyle. No, right? Suddenly you're living in an MTV reality show. That's, yeah. <laughs> So, but but the thing is, and, and I've known uh, at least a half a dozen people have moved to Seattle just recently, uh, or or Portland because yeah, yeah. The, they have a vibrant restaurant community, yeah. and they can get jobs, and they can afford to, to do all the things that you're talking. They want to live live life too. It's it's not just a service lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, and, and those cities are also a lot more open to small businesses. They're they're easier to to get going. They're easier to to run. There's not the bureaucracy. There's not the costs. Right. There's not all those things involved in it. And well, that's, I'm curious about that. Uh, is the, um, I, I've, I mean, you guys can speak to it better than I can is, uh, how hard is it as a business owner, especially a restaurant or a bar owner to open up a place in the Bay area? Well, it depends on where you're going. I've, I've been looking to do an expansion in Oakland. So that's, um, you know, something I've looked at definitely a lot more approachable than anywhere else. I would love to do another space in San Francisco, but in order to pay rents, you know, you're in the $6, $7, $8 a range, uh, you know, in that's Oakland, a square foot. That's square, square foot. foot. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so for a $3,000, uh, 3000 square foot space, which is, you know, a decent sized spot, you know, you're paying you know, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars for yeah. it. Uh, you go to Oakland, it's maybe six. Right. You know, if you go to Seattle or Portland, you're you know you're in the two dollar range, and it's like you know four thousand. And then when you're not putting all that money out in rents, 
then you can afford to take some of that bottom line and give it back to back to the customers. Sure. And um, also, you know, liquor licenses. This is one thing that I just can't get my head around with the explosion in population here in the Bay Area, especially in San Francisco. There's still a moratorium on liquor licenses. Right. Liquor license there is two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars if you can find them. You know, in Oakland, it's thirty. If you get it in a lottery, it's fifteen. You know, everywhere else, that's um, for a full liquor. For license? a full liquor license, yeah. Well, and so those are things because of the margin, as you know, Jeff, the right. margins on liquor are just a lot, right. a lot bigger. So those are things as a small business owner, if you can, if, if you can get one that's affordable, then you're going to be able to, you know, get, increase your bottom line. But right. if you can't, you know, then your margins on food and employment and everything else are just so high, are so high. It's it's hard to. Well, it's like playing the game of life. Start off $250,000 in debt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to to open a restaurant right now, I've had a couple guys in Oakland, they've done it for $300,000, $400,000. Pretty reasonable. In San Francisco, you're talking a million dollars just to get the doors open. And that's such a deep hole. Right. To try to get out of. Well, and a restaurant can fail in, in eight weeks. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, if the, if it's not happening, I mean, you, you just can't do it. And then so you're out of you're you're out a million bucks. Yeah. Just like that. Just Gone. like that. Before you even right. get started. Right. And you've got nothing to show for it. You yeah. know. I mean, maybe you can sell a liquor license, but but you know, again, you're in in, in deficit. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it remains to be seen because you know both of both of us love the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. All of us love the restaurant industry, and uh, and to watch what's happening to it is is difficult to watch. And wondering where it's all going to end up. Yeah, so. I mean, you're, you know, you've been a great professional. I've known you for a very long time. We've worked together, and um, you know that level of professionalism, I just is, is just hasn't been there lately, and it's just really it's really sad. So, well, thank you, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please join us next time when Gabe Bryant joins us once again, but this time to talk about the challenge of the customer, both Boone and Bain at the same time. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening. I would go home with you, but I'm